Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Chirpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joe. So today we're going to talk about card play. okay we're talking tarot cards today yeah we are yeah tarot and and oracle cards okay what's the difference tarot cards are a specific structure so they have four suits and they have uh major arcana and minor arcana and there's a specific number there's a specific structure and a format to them and you can buy a you know, hundred different tarot decks and they're all going to have the exact same things and they'll just have different imagery. Okay. An Oracle deck is kind of a, you never know what you're going to get sort of thing. Really? So, uh, an Oracle deck could be something like the, they're one of my favorites is the fairy Oracle deck, right? And it has different types of fairies and it's got different categories of fairies and different things. There's even a blank card for you to draw your own fairy guide. And, you know, there's, there's a whole different element to it. There aren't suits like there are in the tarot. So in traditional tarot, you'll have wands, discs or pentacles, uh, spears or swords and cups in Oracle decks. You could have anything. I have a, crystal allies deck that has earth air fire water and storm as the as the suits and there are no major or minor arcana in fact the deck does not get red upright versus reversed they're all red upright whereas in a traditional tarot deck if something's in a reverse position it means something different than if something is upright 
So if it's upside down, it's considered reversed. And if it's right side up, it's not. Oh. So you can have, I have a, um, the power deck is one of my favorites as well. It's a great shamanic deck. And it's got an image on one side and the reading on the other. So it's all right there for you. It's all right there for you. There are as many decks as there are imaginations. (laughs) (laughs) So there's new decks coming out all the time, and you could go around the world and and buy decks until you could fill your house, I'm fairly certain, to get a different deck every time. And I know some people out there who buy tarot card decks like they buy shoes. Yeah. Um, What's the difference between them? Well, and that's a great question, because I like to have multiple decks, And the reason for that is that each deck has its own eccentricities and its own energetic. Okay. So they're good for reading different things. So a lot of my friends use the Osho Zen deck. I like it Mm -hmm. when I look at it, when I get a reading from it, I enjoy it, but I've never been called to buy it. Okay. I use regularly the Fairy Oracle, the Crystal Allies, and a regular traditional tarot deck. And I, I will throw in depending on the day, the the power deck. And I also have a uh, sacred path deck. It's Native American. Mm -hmm. And depending on the day, I may throw that in. In a traditional tarot reading, you would do what's known as a Celtic cross. Okay. You have one card in the center that covers you, which is the card that represents you. You have another card that crosses you that's put sideways across it. And that's what the issue is that you're dealing with right now. Distant past is at the bottom. Things that are passing away to the left. Things that are coming into being at the top. Mm-hmm. And things that are in the future coming to fruition to the right. So now you've got six cards on the table. And then to the right of those six cards, you have a line of cards that goes up. From the bottom, it would be your allies and resources. And then your hopes and fears is the next one up. The third one up is, I don't know. And then the last one is the outcome. So we'll, we'll put that on the, the show notes. We'll find a picture of that for you. I apologize. You can tell I don't normally do a traditional Celtic cross anymore. It's been years since I've done one. It's a great reading uh, structure because it tells you what each section means, what mm-hmm. each card represents, right? And what it's associated with. So that's awesome. And as a beginner, you like to have set readings like that. Right. Now, each of the Oracle decks, for instance, will have their own version of a reading. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they might just have three across as, you know, to, as an answer to a question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or a single pull to answer a question, yes or no, or things like that. But they may also have their own version of a layout, which are usually variations on the Celtic cross, to be honest. But when you start to get into to these decks, more often you can actually use them in concert. Okay. So when I do a reading, I will pull three or four decks and I will do a reading using three or four decks and I will lay the cards out on the table intuitively. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put them in different places intuitively and I'll interrelate them and intersperse them. And the reason I use the decks that I do is that the Crystal Allies deck is particularly good for emotional issues and dealing with what the emotional underpinning is. Okay. The tarot, traditional tarot deck is much more about physical structure of things and things that are coming into fruition and just what's actually going to happen. Right. It's a it's a physical reality. What is your experience going to be? 
and the the fairy deck the fairy oracle is good for sort of insights from the fairy realm you know um insights into motivations yours and others and things like that and then the power deck is just a straight here's a concept and this concept belongs in this read right okay um, so I, I like it because they all bring different elements to the process. And then, you know, the Native American cards will bring in their their concepts as well. The, that particular deck, the Sacred Path deck, is very much about conceptually what is the card about. So you'll read like four pages of history about what this concept means in Native American culture before you have to put it into play in your, your read. Wow. And so... It's it's intense. So you have to really know your decks. You really have to know your decks to do that level of read. Okay. Right? However, and I say this because a lot of beginners get into the do it right mm-hmm. thing. Right? And the fact is that tarot decks and oracle decks or anything are simply access points into your intuition. Okay. Okay? So... What I look for when I go looking at things is I may not necessarily know the the card itself. I can use a deck that I've never used before and I can still read from it because I will look at the card itself and the imagery on the card. Tells and a will, story. It will, it'll tell a story. Yeah. And I look for what image comes forward for me because there's usually six, eight, ten different symbologies that you can see on a deck, on a card. And the one that catches your attention is the one that's relevant. Okay. Right? So if I'm pulling cards from multiple different decks and I see a series of moons and and circles and, you know, reflections in pools and things like that, I'm going to be thinking, ah, we're going into the unconscious and the subconscious and into mm-hmm. the, the, the ethereal world of the emotions because mm-hmm. that's what the moon represents. That's what water represents. So I'm going to look into the symbolic behind it and it'll give me some insight into what's going on and so i it also tells me as as i know each card in the deck i will i will look at the symbology on those cards in relation to one another and say ah okay so we've got three cards that are in completely different places in the read that all have the same symbol Mm -hmm. so that's going to be relevant yeah. So these three cards are actually related, even though they seem unrelated. Let's look into what that means. And we go into the underpinning of that. The actuality of the, the multiverse is that there are so many more things happening than our little human brains can comprehend. Mm-hmm. And so the layers of meaning that can come through in a reading of this nature are very deep and very wide. So and it's, it's all happening at once. And it's more than just knowing, like you said, you can, you can use a deck you've never used before. And it's more than just understanding the suits and the major and minor and stuff like that. And I'm assuming regardless of deck, they still hold the same sort of core uh, story to them, right? The tarot do tarot or when, when do I not. talk about tarot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that part of it. But the symbology adds a whole nother level to the read. And you've talked about this in other episodes before, how a card by itself means one thing. 
a card within a read could mean something completely different. Right. I mean, the death card is the one that everybody freaks out about, right? The death card is meant to be spiritual death, Mm -hmm. which is a shamanic death, which we've talked about in the past, right? Uh, But it could also mean things going away. Just an end. An an end, right? You know, at the end of a job, the end of a relationship, the end of a car dying, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) I mean, it could just be, it could be anything. And the context of it within the reading gives you what the thing is, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, it could be a physical death, but it almost never is. Right. Right. It, it's it's typically an ending yep. of some kind. And, you know, that's informed by the cards that are around it. And the right. same thing is true for every other card in the deck. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So I guess the simple next question is, how do you pull it? How do you know which cards to pull? I mean, I'm sure there's there's entire workshops that yeah, can be run on that. I can't, but. I can't run a whole workshop on it, but I, I'm, I'm trying to give you an overview and I want to yeah. give you stuff that you're not going to get from other workshops because yeah. you can go and take a class on tarot and, you know, it's like, why should you listen to me talk about it? Well, I'm not teaching you tarot. Right. I want to teach you about how to think about tarot. Okay. Right? And so the question of how to pull it is really relevant because there's a lot of schools of thought on it. And some people will say, well, you've got to shuffle it and then you cut it with your non-dominant hand into three piles and lots of complication, right? Rules. Rules. Right. And you know how I am with rules. I hate, I hate (laughs) rules, but, um, I have some cards like the crystal allies deck is massive. You're lucky if, I mean, I have a, my hands are huge. I have a, a an octave and a half reach on the piano. Holy smokes. I have massive hands and I can shuffle the crystal allies deck just barely. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, that deck is un, unwieldy for someone to shuffle. So usually what I do is I have them spin it around on the table. Mm-hmm. I have them just spread it out all over the table and mix it up and mix it up and then just pick the cards that call to them as they pull them out. You know, it's all going to depend on the size of the cards and the deck and what you've got and so on and so forth. Now, however, what I do want you to know that most people don't is something that I do, which I have found to be really useful, which is if there is a card that you want to pull, but you don't, you need to put that off to the side. Hmm. And if there is a card that comes along with another card that you were pulling and you shove it back in, you got to pull that off to the side. Okay. Okay. If a card comes with a card that you were pulling, you should bring it with it. If you really don't want to, you got to pull it off to the side because the things that we pull off to the side are the messages that we didn't want to hear. Okay. Okay. The card we did not pull, the card we tried to push back, the, the, the cards that jump out of the deck when you're shuffling. Shuffling. Yeah. Those are also relevant. Okay. Right. Those are, those are messages that are like, ah, you gotta know this right now. <laughs> right. That happens as well. So when you're, when you're pulling your cards, you want to be able to have that information. You mentioned that you have them spin it around on the table and then pick the cards that call to them. So as the person doing the reading, are you actually choosing the cards or no. does the person who the reading is being done for chooses the cards? The person who the reading is being done for chooses the cards. The person doing the reading simply does the interpretation. Yes. Oh, see, I did not know that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But what I will do is I'll watch them mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll read the energy of the cards in the, in the deck. And if I see one that wanted to be pulled and they don't pull it, I'll pull it. Okay. Because that's the one they didn't want to look at. Mm-hmm. Right? And that so, goes off to the side. And that goes off to the side. So I've seen people do 
readings for others, for groups. So you could read for pretty much any purpose at all. Sure, I could read on the next election if I wanted to. Yeah. How does that start? Do you just put the intention into the shuffle? or mm-hmm. okay. You put the intention into the shuffle and you hold the intention as you're drawing the cards. Okay. So when someone does a reading for a group of people or a, a an event to get a handle on that, uh, they are bringing the intention into the reading itself. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you can use the cards for a variety of things. You don't have to use them for readings to, like, um, you can use them to set an intention rather than to predict a future or to get more insight into something. Oh, really? So I, I have often been known to pull a card for the group that I'm about to run mm-hmm. and say, here's the card that I pulled for us for today. This is the, the theme of the day is this card and this is what it means right hmm. so you can use it for that uh, a, a woman that i know who is part of the uh, earth spirit community sue arthen she runs a workshop on using the tarot for healing oh okay which i find for healing really interesting i've taken the class it's fascinating um and you know you can use it to tell stories you can use it to get insights. Mm-hmm. So, so for instance, you might want to tell a story about your life by, and, and this is how you can use it for healing in one way. You can pull a, a pull a series of cards to tell a story about your, uh, your life or some aspect of your life to the other person. Mm-hmm. And you put those cards out on the table. And before you tell the story, you let the other person take in what those cards are. And they tell you the story that they get from the cards and that informs you because those are are symbolic and metaphoric mm-hmm. representations of your experience and now you've got a different perspective on your story on your story that's super cool isn't that cool yeah that was one of her things hmm. so so could you use tarot cards in an altar for example and if you oh oftentimes people do yeah yeah so it's it's fairly common for people to use uh, a tarot card or two or more on yeah. an altar uh, to represent some aspect yeah. of what you're trying to some part to of setting that bring intention. together or put apart or whatever so I do want to say one more thing about tarot which is that we often use these decks to tell us what to look for in the future we do divination with them okay. Right? And here's the thing. (laughs) Here's what I see people do all the time at the beginning of their journeys. They will pull a spread and they will not like it. And so they will pull another spread. Okay. Or they'll pull a spread every single day, hoping that it'll be different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't do that. (laughs) If you ask for the message, receive the message. Right now, sometimes you can get what I refer to as the bitch slap from the universe, right? Which is what the hell are you doing? Get stop, Mm -hmm. right? It happens, and you can pull a different pull on that. But what you have to do is you have to say, okay, if I choose this instead, what will the result be? Right, and you can do that. If, if you go, okay, I got the message, bitch slap from the universe received, I am turning around and I'm doing something else. <laughs> if I do this, 
What do you say? Yeah. Okay. That works. So you're changing the the sort of question you're asking in that case. Right. Because you're receiving the message. Right. And you're changing as a result, and therefore you will have a new reading. Right. But you can't just go, well, I don't like that reading, and do another one. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really... You know, you, you it's... Think about it this way. You are... It's like walking up to an elder and asking them for advice and then refusing to take it. Mm-hmm. And if you do that over and over and over again, eventually you're going to walk up to the elder and they're going to smack you upside your head and say, shut up, kid, you bother me. <laughs> Why should I talk to you? Because you're not telling, you're not listening. It, and it sounds like so the what you've taught us in the past about manifestation. And when you set the intention and you put it out there, you can't keep pulling it back. Otherwise, the universe is going to be like, forget it. Um, yeah. And that seems seems like the case here. If you're yeah. just like, no, I don't like that answer. Give me another one. It's you're you're not holding that intention of the question that you had presented to the deck. Right. Hmm. Sometimes you just get the answer you get, and you gotta suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> we get what we get, and we don't get upset. Oh, <laughs> uh, we get upset, but we suck it up. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So I think that's pretty much all that we've got time for today. Is there anything you want to say about tarot? I've said a lot about tarot. You did. Yeah. No, you know what? I actually do have one other question. I've heard, and this may be not true because you've you've sort of countered this, but I've heard it. So I'm going to ask it so that other people can hear it. I've heard that you cannot buy your own deck. You're supposed to be given. Oh, the the eye roll tells me it all. <laughs> that one. Wow. I should take a picture of that, and that will be the cover to this episode. <laughs> the rules. The, the rules. rules. Exactly. Oh my god. I, I so so buy your own freaking deck if you want it. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. If you want it, buy it. the The thing that I will say though that is relevant that we didn't talk about is do keep it in something that will keep it safe. Okay. Because you don't want errant energies messing with it. So buy the velvet bag or mm-hmm. the, you know, the the piece of cloth that you wrap it in or something sacred that you're holding it in. Mm-hmm. You know, consecrate that item before you do it by smudging it and saying you are sacred and I'm holding something sacred here. You know, intention, right? Yeah. Um because these decks are not just cards. No, they're not. They're they're representations of people. Right. And if you do a reading for somebody who is icky, smudge the shit out of your deck. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's there's reasons why we we hold some things sacred and there's you know, we want to keep them safe. I have a box that is lined with velvet and I keep my bags of tarot cards inside the box they're in bags inside the box right (laughs) so um you know keep them in a in a way that that implies to your subconscious mind that they are the sacred objects that they are right right Mm. excellent all right another cool episode under our belts yeah we are we are learning and and being learned Rock and roll hoochie coo. Rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us this week, folks. And uh, be sure to come back next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Trip. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a 
Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.